With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 35. This week we got Fantasy Foot Team 1, a brand new promo for the first time, the 90-rated Ericsson debacle, which led to the Player of the Month Mbappe for several people, and we're going to go over Team of the Season prep, which you should be doing now to get ready for Team of the Season and maximize your coins going forward. I want to take this time to thank all the Footballer sponsors and supporters. We couldn't do this show without you. We really appreciate your support, and next week we'll be doing the Footballer sponsors and supporter giveaway, so stay tuned for that. If you're not a supporter and you'd like to be, you can click the link in the show notes or join the Discord and sign up for the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash footballerspod. Let's get into the show. Mets, welcome back. We missed you on the special pod with Dr. Limke, but glad you're back. How are you, man? How, how are you enjoying FIFA? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, congratulations to you two on a job well done with Dr. Lemke. I don't think you missed me at all. I think you guys absolutely uh, destroyed it with that one in, in the right possible way. Very interesting chat. It's been good to see our audience's reflection to that pod, how they've kind of self-assessed themselves against that. Um, there's been people who have spotted some negative traits in their behaviour, and um, I think it's just a good educational piece for everybody concerned. So just wanted to say well done to you too. Uh, Dr. Lemke was a great guest. Um, you never know, we might get a chance to chat to her again or someone in a similar field. That would be really cool. But yeah, my week's been pretty chilled. Only a little bit of FIFA to play, but there's been a couple of good SBCs uh, that have come out this week that we'll talk about later. So everything's on the up and up. Sounds good. Yeah, we did get tons and tons of feedback from that episode. And if I haven't gotten back to you via Twitter or Discord, just bear with me. I'm, I got overloaded with people reaching out, telling us that they appreciated it and that it was a topic that needed to be discussed. And um, if you do want to get in touch with us, feel free to join the Discord. It's a free link in the show notes. We don't charge anybody to enter. So we're way more active in there. But Paul is also back with us, who was part of that podcast. Paul, how are you, man? I'm really, really good. I've had um, a nice weekend, been to a wedding, watched the UFC yesterday, brilliant. And going back to last week's pod, the the feedback we've had from people and the input that people have been sending via DMs this week has been has been great. 
it's one of those topics that doesn't get spoken about a lot in FIFA because I think people it's a li- it's a little bit too close to home some of the the things we spoke about but it's it's really good I've spoke to a few guys who are taking a a thirty day break um so I will be very interesting to see how those guys get on and I wish them all the best yeah yeah it was good stuff all around so really appreciate the feedback we're gonna jump right into it though we have a well, I guess this is a new promo. It's very similar to the what if from last year, but they're calling it fantasy foot and there's going to be two teams. Apparently this is team one. Now, just real quick, nothing really starts until April 1st. So players have a chance to earn plus three overall based on the individual contributions and league games. So this only counts for domestic league games. If they play three out of five games, they have to win one in five games. And for attackers and midfielders, one goal or assist, within the next five games, or if you're a defender or goalkeeper, one clean sheet in the next five games. Mets, overall, what do you think about this promo? Do you think it is a a good idea going forward, or do you think that by the time these upgrades hit, these cards may not be what they're supposed to be? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't really see how um, fantasy really comes into it. First of all, I think it's a better name than what if, if that's important, but it's not really. And it's good that the cards that are in the promo have an initial boost before whatever reward they get down the line. Um, So this is purely a case of whether these cards fall into the kind of team that you build and whether you like their nationality or you're a supporter of the clubs in question. But this isn't anything that's going to really hold water against what's coming in, in team of the season just a few weeks' time. So the fact we're having to wait for those extra boosts renders them less useful than they otherwise would be. Um, there's nothing in the main release that really stands out to me. I might uh, pick up a Russo on because I did get an untradeable Lacroix in um, the Future Stars promo, so that's kind of one that's semi-essential for me there. And I did do the Calgary SBC, who's the Italian right midfielder who who plays at Augsburg, and that one looks like a really great all-rounder, particularly if you play um, the correct-footed wide players, so like your 3-5-2 type formations, that kind of thing. Um, Definitely worth having a look at. I think it's only 50k to complete that SBC, so it's a bit of a bargain. Um, But overall, it's... It's a little bit of filler, I think, before the the big stuff starts coming out over the next few weeks. There's nothing there that makes me really get out of my seat and want me to log in and play foot for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it it definitely seems like a filler promo to me. Granted, there's a few cards in here so far, like the St. Max card. He's going for over $4 on PlayStation. Um, We got another Rashford card, which I don't know. I don't understand the Rashford thing. He's been abysmal all year long. I think he's gotten, what, in... Champions League and Premier League, like five goals all year, one assist. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't they've just it. basically been trying to shoehorn a lot of Man United cards in the, the last few weeks. Um, when you look at what they were doing with Silver Stars and stuff since then, players who aren't actually doing very well in real life necessarily, they're, they're getting stuff put into the game because they know it, it, it sells a few packs. Everyone's going to be interested in Rashford because he translates very well to Ultimate Team with pace and, and skill moves and all that good stuff. So it's a nice card to have, but it's not a good reflection on how he's performed in real life and whether his inclusion is at all fair, to be honest. Yeah, and Paul, you can you can hold me to this. If we don't get a Furlan Mindian Team 2, I'm fucking quitting FIFA for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Team 1? It must be Jew. But yeah, I like Team 2. Camavinga looks all right. Nani looks amazing. Uh, this St. Max card with mad pace, shooting, and physical. 
crazy dribbling. But this is, for me, this is just cards that have not done well this year. They want to give them team of the year level cards. So now's the time just to throw them in. By the time most of these cards get their upgrade, it's going to be sort of team of the season. So they're just going to be average cards then. But I sort of like the concept, but I wish it had just started today because now we're waiting till the 1st of April for anything to happen with these cards. And, and you know, the, the, the good cards in their own right, some of these. So, you know, you can put them straight into your team today. But yeah, we could have started tomorrow, couldn't we? Or Friday when they release the cards, start from those games. But yeah, I like the idea. I think this makes sense though, based on by the time team two is out and they get to run it for a week, that'll have both teams available by April 1st, instead of, you know, massively pushing out two massive teams, they can generate more income, obviously by splitting it up in two weeks and it gives people time to digest and go after objectives, things like that. So just make sure everybody understands these don't kick in until April 1st before you see any kind of potential upgrade. Um, but the market in general, how do you think it responded to this? I mean, when this promo came out, when it said fantasy foot, do you think it was more of a, a buzzword for a name catch? Because the market seemed to gyrate a little bit whenever the loading screen happened. Yeah, I think so. Whenever we get something that's a little bit of an unknown, it always has an effect on the market. And I think the market were already dropping a little bit this week and people are looking towards you know, even though we're still a fair way out from team of the season, a lot of people are looking towards team of the season. It's also that time of year where people just get a bit, not just can't be asked with FIFA, people just drop away. Um, if I'm honest, I've been a little bit like that this week, just not motivated to play. Maybe last week's pod impacted that a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think, yeah, it's that time of the year. The market starts to just slowly drop towards team of the season. And I think it's that rather than these cards that's dropped the market. Yeah. And this, the card design from fantasy foot, I don't know why, but it reminds me of foot birthday for some reason. I don't know if those, if it's like balloons that it looks like in the background or what, but it looks like the rejected foot birthday card design. They just pushed on into fantasy foot. I don't know if anybody else gets the same vibe. Yeah. I did think that too. I felt like it was more of a birthday type thing. I don't know if they're balloons or, or whatever they are, but yeah. Well, we did get a finished foot birthday, um, the swap situation. Everybody was confused about that last swap token. And all of a sudden, they just pushed it out for free to everybody, along with the 83 to 90 times six SBC that was removed on day one. They put it in last minute just for everybody to go redeem those parts. But I actually wanted to do that one, had all my tokens, and there was going to be no new tokens. I didn't see the SBC, so I did the team one player. And it was abysmal. But good thing is we have this man of the match, Kareem Benzema, that Mets is really excited about. Tell us about this new man of the match, Benzema, that we have gotten just today, hot off the press. What do you think about these cards, Matt? Uh, I like the whole concept of giving man of the match cards. I think it's more relevant, up-to-date content, immediate reaction to what's going on in real life, more so than Team of the Week. However, these generally or fallen into the same upgrade path as Team of the Week. So as an example, Benzema has had lots of special cards this season. This Champions League Man of the Match card is a 92 rated, which is the same as his Honourable Mentions 92, that has slightly worse overall stats, thus is slightly slower and less agile than the Honourable Mention card. So effectively, it's a complete bust. So why why are we doing this? Um, starting to 
demonstrate if not that we didn't already know this, but it would be so much better for the the pathway of these cards if they were all on the same great path. So we didn't have this sort of team of the week and man of the match thing, and then all the other special promo cards go into a different higher graded category. They should just all be in the same pool. So that release should have created the the highest rated Benzema. It should have been a ninety three and actually been slightly better than the ones that came before. Otherwise, it's just completely fucking useless. Yeah, I mean, we got a we got an eighty six rated Espelicueta which is significantly worse than the winter wild cards that came out two or three months ago. I just don't, I don't understand the, the thinking in these. It's almost like they're just pushing out fodder for fodder's sake. And they have to know this when they push these cards out. Um, is that just me being a hardcore FIFA player and just being self-minded? Like, or do you think that there's casuals out there that are really excited about that Aspilicueta with 72 pace? I think what it what it really shows is that in future iterations of this game, as it develops with a change of direction, hopefully, that the game needs to be more than just a few key attributes in terms of importance. Aspilicueta, one of the best, most consistent defenders of the last 10 years, isn't rapid in real life and, and shouldn't therefore be rapid in Ultimate Team, but he should be usable. As a result, they should have some sort of mental or defensive-based attributes that make him a beast without pace. But it's never the case. Every defender needs to have a certain amount of pace to keep up with those 90-plus pace attackers. Otherwise, they're junk. So players like that fall by the wayside. And that needs to change in, in future versions of this game. We need to be able to use more of the player player base accordingly. And equally, players who are purely reliant on pace need to be less capable in the game if they don't have other skills that, that complement their pace, like good skills and shooting and all that good stuff. Pace is just totally dictated what's useful in Ultimate Team for far too long now, and that definitely needs to change. So a card like, and you should pack that Aspel Aquetta and be pleased with it. It's a very high-rated player, plays for you know, the most successful club in the last 12 months in real life. There's no reason why it shouldn't be a really good usable card, but they just completely fucked it. Yeah, I think the difficulty is that, you know, they're giving these cards, like you said, the same upgrades as Team of the Week, and they, they can't upgrade them, I don't think, on top of other promo cards, because they give cards such a high boost, they can't take the risk that that card gets a Team of the Week regularly before long it's at 99 at Christmas. Um, but I do feel like they need to do something with these Man of the Man. And we've said it about Team of the Week loads of times, but, you know, if Benzema goes and knocks three in and scores an amazing free kick from outside the box. Give him, upgrade his free kicks massively. Or if somebody burns somebody with pace, give him a huge pace upgrade. Just do something a little more original with these man of the matches because they are, you know, they are just fodder. We've got an odd black that's, you know, 92 that's come out with these. But nobody's, he's probably the only one that somebody's actually going to put in the team. And maybe Benzema, the rest of them, uh, they're just trash, you know. Yeah. I mean, even if they took, let's say like um, like Benzema, for example, take his, his highest rated card or his best card, his most usable, most expensive card, and give it a separate trait. Give it a free kick trait. Give it a five-star weak foot. Do something different and just make it that much better than its previous best. It doesn't have to be massive, just a subtle change, you know, something to, to make it stand out instead of making it a, basically a duplicate, which we've seen this for a couple of years now. You have several times you have cards with like two or three 87 rated cards with different versions 
same position, same stats. It, it just seems a bit pointless and it's almost like they just want it to be fodder. I think they're kind of missing a little bit there. They could get really creative with this stuff and they're just missing the boat. I don't know, Mets, what do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. But I think it, it shows that when you have a, a an upgrade reward system for players, it's partially based off real life achievement. And then you have another half of content that's purely whatever EA want to come out that week. It creates this massive imbalance. If you're man of the match in like a Champions League knockout stage, which these guys are, that's a massive, you should get a big upgrade for that. That is like an ultra important contribution to your team's success. Way more so than keeping a clean sheet at the weekend or, or getting two goals in a Premier League match. That deserves something much bigger, in my opinion. So they, they need to look at that because this is meaningless content compared to the stuff that's coming out in Foot Fantasy as an example. These cards can't hold a candle to them whatsoever. So... It's an empty gesture, I think, for lack of a better word, which is a shame because, you know, I'd like a nice boosted up Aspilicueta. I got the um, the previous promo one that he got, and it's a decent card. Um, I can't yeah. remember which one it was now. If it was Winter wildcards. Winter wildcards, thank you. Yeah, that was decent. So this one should be better than that because he's man of the match in an important Champions League game. So... I think real-life achievement should hold more water than whatever EA wants to do on a win, in my personal opinion. With all the new content that's constantly being released every week, it's easy to get confused or get left behind. You don't have to worry about that with FIFA U-Team. That's the website that I've used for years. Get all your FIFA news, content trackers, dynamic updates, everything you need to make sure you're at the forefront of FIFA information. That's FIFAUteam.com or simply click the link in the show notes. Well, as long as we have pace and pace is king in this game, I don't think there's going to be much they can change regardless of what they do based on on cards and content. But I mean, you see it in the objectives with this uh, Moses card, this Moses Simon card. They wanted you to score with five through balls, right? And then score one and, you know, once in every 10 games. I actually finished my 10 games, right? Scored in 10 games. And the last objective I had, which was four of five, was through balls. And you can do those all in one game. That's just not my style. Like, I don't play with through balls. I don't play pace. I don't, you know, granted, I have fast players on my team. That doesn't mean I try to abuse pace. And it never really, it stuck out to me, you know, well, wow, I really don't send enough through balls, I guess, because in 10 games, I had only scored from four through balls, which is I have this, the same problem every time there's one of those type of objectives. One, it's not my style. And two, we're at a stage in the game now where it's actually hard to score from a through ball because everyone's defensive. They've been keeping up with the power curve. Their defenders are capable enough of keeping up with your fastest strikers. So getting in behind is not easy unless they mm. play a suicidal high line. Like me. <laughs> that that obviously offers up other uh, benefits at the other end. If, if you're good at yeah. maintaining possession and the other person's half, then you get the benefit of that. But it's very rare you play against someone who, who does the same. They're all sitting deep and pinging through balls on their own half and exposing your high yeah. bat line, whereas we have to like really break people down. So it's very difficult to, to score through ball goals in, in that respect. It's more often than not in my style, I'm squaring a through ball rather than sending one down the middle. And those are yep. much harder to come by in a game where everyone's quitting after the first goal goes in. Yeah. I mean, and I, once I started focusing on it, trying to score one, I noticed the easiest way for me to score one is bringing it in and out of the box, playing one twos and doing a double tap through pass is, is the best way for, for my style. But I like to play that, 
that ticky taco, quick passing, first touch type of football. So, and that's probably why I get so frustrated when the gameplay is bad because when it's when it's out of sync, it's really difficult to play that style. Since the live tuning update, has anybody noticed a change in the way that the defenders respond to certain situations on the back line? It may just be coincidental, but I have been conceding a lot more goals. I've scored a fair few. I think the game is a lot more open um, because of this. I've not played a lot of games, so you know this is. A, I've played maybe ten or eleven games since the patch, so I don't know. But it does seem to be a little bit more more open, which is always good. Everybody loves scoring goals. That's why we do it. I don't like conceding them so much, but I, you know it's it does seem to have opened it up a little bit. I, I did notice that I, I'm getting a lot less AI blocks. So when I go to shoot. The goalkeepers are still cracked, but there's a lot less AI blocks happening. So I think that this live tuning was a good thing. So far, I feel like lanes are more open and those passes are finding the recipients more often and they're not getting cut out by the AI, which I think is good. I think we needed that. The game was way too defensive. And as these stats go up, I think it's going to get even worse. So I think they got ahead of a of a really bad problem here. But um a lot of people think this change could have happened months ago, and maybe, maybe that's true. But I'm glad they got a hold of it now before team of the season comes because it's really going to get sweaty in about a month's time. Well, I think that's a, one of the main reasons that people went over and back onto old gen because of how deep defenders were. Um, you know, Anastasiano's putting his hand up there, and you hear that from so many people that they play on the old gen because it is more open. And, you know, you score more goals, it's it's easier to score. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, hopefully, it'll bring people back onto the new gen, because I feel it's a bit shit that we've got a new gen version and people are, are, are playing the old gen. And they need to concentrate on that as well, because we need to be progressing with this and moving forward, not pushing people back onto the, the old version. Yeah, my thing with switching back to old gen was more of a matchmaking thing. Um, I mean, just literally couldn't find games on new gen. So went to old gen, started finding games immediately. And I don't know, I won more games in weekend league too. Like I only lost three games that last weekend league and I played it on old gen. So I don't know, could have been the fluke, but we'll see. Uh, Mets, have you noticed any gameplay changes? I don't have any specific feedback for you guys. I've not played a shed load this week, but the matches I have played have been more goal heavy, which can only be a good thing. And mm-hmm. um, I do think it's a little bit odd that they would do this now when they could have done it before, just before they start dropping, you know, really premium cards into promos like Team of the Season, whereby you might have seen similar benefits from cards that come out in previous weeks that you will do in Team of the Season purely because of this tweak as locked down a little bit on how good defenders are auto-blocking, that kind of thing. So we might be getting a slight falsehood in terms of the true ability of cards coming forward, how much of it is to do with the card as opposed to the tweaks that EA made in gameplay. But if the gameplay is better, we, we're scoring goals and having more fun, and I'm all for it in general. Yeah. And, and Malik said it could have been one of those things where they didn't want to jump the gun and get ahead of it. Maybe they wanted to see what it would be like if they – really juiced up some cards and put them out there to see if that would make a difference. And maybe it didn't. And that's what prompted them to move on it. But either way, I think it's been a great change on as a whole sticking with the gameplay thing. We did get a new friendly mode with three minute halves or shorter halves. And I've seen so much positivity about this. 
And it, it really got me thinking like people are excited that they're having to play the game less. Or is that just me being cynical here? What do you think, Paul? Maybe a touch. I think people are excited because, you know, you can get a lot more games in in that time. And for me, I think you time's not all... I know always got a lot of time to play, so I would rather play more games and get a lot more varied opponent. Because sometimes I'll, I might jump on at 6pm, play a couple of games and play against two people who are absolutely sweating like their lives depend on it. And that's just not enjoyable. So I do feel that with three minute halves, you're getting more of a, you know, especially if you're just jumping on to play a few games just for fun. The three minute halves, I think is, is much better because you are, you're not always coming up against super sweats. You know, you might win one ten, you might win one ten three. The next one you might get smashed and it might be a nil nil draw. You're just getting it mixed up a little bit and I can't see it being a, a bad thing. And I say this about all sorts. I think if, you know, we get so many more varied, whether it's objectives, new game modes, content, it's it's never a bad thing, as long as it's been done well and we're not getting loads and loads of mistakes. Yeah, I can only imagine this has come around because of the workarounds the community have created for themselves, i.e. Golden Goal and people who Ugh. quit out of friendlies at nil-nil when, when it's obvious they're not going to score a goal, basically. So yeah. they, want, they don't mind whether you... you that you spend the same amount of time in the game, but they want you to complete more matches in that time. And I think that's only a good thing. It's good for objectives. It's good for uh, promoting a more cavalier or uh, a proper spirit of the game in terms of the gameplay. Everyone's playing to win because the match is only for a short period of time anyway. There's nothing worse than when you know you're playing against someone good, they get an early lead and they're good at keeping the ball for a whole 90-minute match that you just can't get near them. And that only, you either got to sit there and suffer or you, you have to quit. This changes that. So I think this is a response to what the community has done to try and make the game more palatable for themselves. And I think the more options that we give to people in general is only a good thing. So I think that there's some positivity to take from this that will hopefully make its way into next year's game from the beginning, because I think this is a really positive step. So what do you think the odds are that people in these shorter game modes go constant pressure right off the bat? knowing that their team won't be dead by the end of the game. And as soon as they score, they just keep possession. Because, I mean, if you really challenged me, I bet you I could keep possession for three solid minutes. You know what I mean? In back-to-back halves, I think it could only make things more toxic. But it's like you said, people would have to suffer less, maybe. Well, suffer the, less time. The, there's remedies to that if that's the way that people go. They can make um, high pre- constant pressure and high press just destroy your, your stamina immediately. I wish they uh, would. Or they can do what they do in, in squad battles where they don't really give you much flexibility to change your in-game tactics, that kind of thing. So what you go with from the out, outgo is is what you're stuck with. And if you go constant pressure, you, your players are just going to fall on the backside if they don't win the ball in the first 10 seconds sort of thing. So the, there's remedies to mm. that. I wish they would treat constant pressure the same way they do overload ball side. I really do because my big ass fingers and thumbs, all, all the time I accidentally trigger overload ball side. And I'll look down at my squad at halftime and they're all dead. I don't know if I'm the only one. I know there's a few people out there that, that struggle with this. I've done that before, but aren't you surprised how well your team still plays with zero stamina? Because I, I do. I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, a stamina um, 
salmonophobe, for lack of a better word, I don't have the right terminology for this, but I'm sure you get where I'm going with this, whereby I like to manage my team's stamina. If someone falls below what I consider to be an acceptable amount, I make the relevant substitution to try and keep everyone at least sort of half bar of stamina throughout the game. But mm. on those few occasions where you do accidentally trigger overload born side and your team gets completely depleted, they're still very functional. Um, surprisingly yeah. so in fact so perhaps we're all oversensitive to just how much we need stamina on our side I mean I gather that there's going to be elements of gameplay that suffer as a result for it I think you, your players will make more mistakes in their own half if they're depleted of stamina but in terms of just general uh, keeping the ball that kind of thing even chasing players down they're, they're not terrible so it's it's not a complete disaster it's just something to, to keep in mind when those sort of things do happen yeah, that's a good point. You just have to change the way you play. I just, I wish it was more like that towards overload or towards constant pressure because so many people just, that's their ultimate bailout. You know, they'll be getting destroyed in a match. They'll pause it and they'll go to constant pressure. And then it's like a game changer. The game just takes over for them. It's really annoying. Yeah. You should probably only be able to do it once or twice a half, I think, for very short bursts. Yeah. Yeah. Because people sure. don't do constant pressure in real life literally constantly. It's it's extremely like taxing this. on the team to, to play yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, let's move on here a little bit. Um, in keeping with foot fantasy, I want to talk about this Ericsson situation because I woke up to a free Ericsson in my club that was 90 rated. And then I saw someone in the Discord prompt me to go check my quick sell recovery where I had two more 90 rated Ericsson's waiting for me. Then I get on Twitter and there's loads and loads and loads of people talking about free Ericsson's, free Ericsson's. Some people had like five or six, which enabled them to go and do this player of the month Mbappe SBC free of charge, basically. Uh, Paul, do you think that this was a massive impact to the market or is the market just is dead? It's been dead. No, I don't think it's impacted the market at all, really. I think everybody's got one. Um, people might have gone out and bought some more fodder to, you know, go complete a, a section or two of Mbappe or whatever SBCs are out there, Ramos or whoever. But, you know, I was happy I had a, a 90 rated Ericsson so I could I could try and complete a little bit more of Mbappe. But he's, he's the cheapest 90 rated card on, on Xbox right now. Um, and I don't even think he were meant to be in the team. I think he were meant to be an SBC. So I'm not quite yeah, sure. I'm not quite sure what they've done. This, there were people with masses of him because he had a, a 10k max price for quite a while. So I was trying to snipe some. I spent a while and did not manage to snipe one. But I'm sure the the bots and the add-ons were, were clicking away and grabbing loads of them and they've made themselves ridiculous amounts of coins, which is, you know, that's a little bit unfair because if people manage to snipe them on console or on the app, Without anything, out any add-ons, and just do it themselves. I'm I'm impressed because I spent a while and I'm quite quick, and I I didn't get one. Mm. Makes you wonder if there was anybody that was out there trading and just so happened to have a pile of Ericsson's. If that person is listening to this, he's rolling around in his coins right now, and I'm extremely jealous. But I mean, it's not it's not really a surprise to me with the mass amounts of fuck ups they've had here recently, and they were so good for a while. They went from this content team was horrible with the mistakes and they went, they cleaned their act up. They were great for several weeks, almost months even. And now it's like, we're back to the mud again. We're back to just massive fuck ups everywhere across the board. It's just a complete mess. 
and I'm not trying to keep this negative, but it really is ridiculous. And I feel like if I made this many mistakes in my workplace, we had a chat about this in the discord the other day in the sponsors lounge, but I would be fired. I would have been fired many mistakes ago. 100%. But Matt, why, why does this keep happening? Is there just zero accountability? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. They're obviously very forgiving when it comes to um, corporate governance and that kind of thing. That There's no, um, or not a particularly hard line sort of internal audit team that are looking at mistakes that employees are making. Um, we, we had the whole problem with leaks on top of that. So there's there's problems with the flow of information or, or the, um, the secrecy element of, of keeping information private within the company. Um, there's there's definitely an attention to detail issue um, with mm. their employees. Whether I don't know, maybe they've got people in there who are a bit too young, too inexperienced handling content releases, or they've had to, God forbid, um, give those tasks to people outside of the company to do for them. I highly doubt that, though. It doesn't seem like something that you would send outside of EA to do. So if if it's all on them, then they need to have a really good look at themselves and the people responsible for them. Because like you say, you make that many errors in such a short period of time as well. This hasn't been going on for the many iterations of FIFA. It's mainly this year. Yeah. And they've made many, many mistakes. And like impactful mistakes that that really make a difference. Yeah, I guess it's the only thing you can say about the mistakes is they're not really mistakes that cost EA anything. It just sort of upsets the balance for for the player. But if they set things right as far as the affected players who think they're out of pocket, then I guess they feel they're doing a good enough job. Whereas in reality, it's ruining the balance of the game for people who weren't affected by it, i.e. me, I didn't get one Ericsson, never mind many of them. <laughs> so yeah. I completely miss out on the benefits of EA rectifying their mistake. So thanks very much. Well, you know, you mentioned it wouldn't cost EA anything, but I'm going to push back a little bit on that because I think this this did hypothetically cost them potential income. I mean, if you give out this many free 90 rated cards, at the same time you release an extremely popular Mbappe player of the month SBC, all of these people who would have been buying packs in the store for fodder, now they didn't have to. So I think there's a potential loss of income of revenue that on that side, if they mm. really want to look down at it. I mean, that would be grounds for saying, this is why I'm firing you. You cost the company money. Yeah, I, mean, I think that would have it, been absolutely the case if that had happened early on in the game cycle. It happening now, I think the main knock on that would have is it devalues a lot of the other fodder already on the market, which actually works into EA's hands then because people are going to have to buy more packs to get the cars they want down the line if the stuff they already have in their club isn't worth as much. But if that had happened in the first month, let's say, where those kind of cars are few and far between in terms of their rating, that would have created them a massive problem. But it hasn't been the case on, on this particular occurrence. Paul, do you want to jump in? Yeah, for, for me, the more impactful mistake that they made was the icon moments being in the mm. player pick because people who got an icon moments, the best cards in the game or some of the best cards in the game. No, 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 no. I want to do over. I want to do over. Give me another one. And that's what they got. I'm seeing people pack an icon moments, right? They get an icon moments. Hull it, whoever it is. We're sorry about that. And then <laughs> they're getting another pack because they got a better version than what they were supposed to get and they're packing fucking R9. Like, that has an impact on the game because now there's lots of players out there who've got 
not one end game card in the team, but now they've got two. Do you know what I mean? They've got they've got a moments and they've got a prime or mid player pick, which is what they put their cards in for. And I'm only pissed off because when I did it, I didn't get a moment, so I didn't get a do-over. But I really feel like I should have done. I was having this discussion this week that when I did it, people were still getting moments in their packs. So when my odds screwed with, I feel like I should get one. I feel hard done by. Well, this is the issue, though. This is the issue we have in so many of these fuck-ups, right? And we've, we've talked about it before. Somebody is always left holding the bag. And that person is never compensated. In this case, it was you. It will be. Unfortunately. But we should get a I petition. Mean, it, the people who came out on the good side of this came out on the good side twice. So not only did you get a moment, we're going to give you another one. And the guy who didn't do it, oh, well, you know, yeah. sorry. And, <laughs> and that happens so often. And I get it. Like the these get guys who got the moments didn't get what they'd paid for. So they had to compensate them, but it just doesn't seem right. And it does. with so many of these compensations, it just doesn't seem right. The people who are getting compensated, they all like, they already like, they already got the good end of the stick. It's the other people who are left with the shitty end of the stick. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. it yeah. always just feels a little bit wrong. It makes you wonder if there's some kind of legal reasons why they're doing things like that, you know? And, and it is consistent. I will give them that. It is consistent the way they've handled the the issues that they've created for themselves. They're com- they're going about it the same way every time, regardless of the fuck up. So, I I I can get on with that. Consistency is important. That's yeah. something I'm always preaching about. Consistency in gameplay is this should be first priority, and consistency everywhere else should should, should follow suit. But uh, last thing you met, you wanna you wanna chime in on any of that? I know I'm all in agreement with. I think collectively we, we've got the right kind of point of view on that. And that's all well and good is saying that they need to improve, but we don't hold them to an account as a community. So why should they hold themselves to account generally? We, we never walk away no matter how many times they mess up. So they can kind of do it with, well, just do it as much as they want. And, and also it doesn't matter. We are so addicted to the game as per what we've covered this week, that we're not going to go anywhere. There's no competitor to seek out. So if we don't hold them to account, they're hardly going to change uh, the way they operate. So we just got to suck it up and get on with it, I'm afraid. Yeah. I got distracted by by Paul and his camera. His cat was in the background and he was trying to, I don't know what he was doing to that cat. That's my graphic. It's not a cat. That That's not a graphic. It's a graphic. Look. <laughs> Okay. Stop stop doing that to that, that poor cat. <laughs> Paul, tell us about team of the season. It's coming down the pipe, what, four or five weeks away? Should we start prepping now? I've already sold my team. Did I, did I screw up? No, no, our cards are going to drop off over the next few weeks, mostly going in towards team of the season, you know, from team of the year, most stuff. So I just couldn't just slowly, slowly just price gets lower and lower. So if... It's a, it's a hard one because we're gonna you're gonna lose a month of playing with a really your best team with your ultimate team, um, but if you don't do if you don't <laughs> sell your team now, you're also gonna lose a lot of a, a lot of coins. So it's you know it's a bit of a rock and a hard place really. I like to play with varied cards and sort of get deals in and out of them. That's the 
the best way to go about it. Get liquid, buy at the right time of the week, sell when they've gone back up and trade in and out of cards if you want to use a decent team or just use an untradeable team and suck it up for a month. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, but I hate losing coins, so I will be getting quite liquid over the next 24 hours. Don't panic. Mm. Don't panic. <laughs> Don't I panic. Mm. Well, I sold everything already because I knew I was going to be taking a break from the game leading up to the team of the season. That, and I'm like hopelessly hooked on Horizon still. Um, Matt, have you started your team of the season prep? Yes, I have. So I had two team of the year players in my main squad, Jorginho and Marquinhos. I've flogged them both this weekend for fairly close to what I've paid for them. So I've gotten like 500 games out of those two cards. Excellent service to the club. Gotten almost all my value back. And I don't really have that many um, sellable assets now left other than you know a few poxy team of the week players which you can get rid of whenever you want because they're still needed for SBCs. So I'm, I'm pretty much there. I'm playing with an either low-value or untradeable Serie A team, which I'm really enjoying playing with, so I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much. And you know, the content, that for the most part, that they're releasing week to week, there's usually plenty of cars that fall in that sort of sub-200k range where you can still sort of play with them week to week and not lose too much. And as Paul says, get in, get out. Once you finish using them for that weekend, sell them, get your money back, go liquid and, and see what pops up the following week. But don't um, invest um, super long term into anything at the moment because it is going to be on our doorsteps before you realise it. We are literally just over a month away and the market will soon start to react, especially if no must-have promos come out in between now and, and team of the season. Uh, people will start getting itchy trigger fingers and the market's going to get flooded with a lot of high-value content very soon. So don't panic, but don't take too long at the same time either. Good, valuable advice from both of you guys. Don't panic, but sell everything. That's my advice. All right, we did have a question that we received via Twitter from CM, and his question was based on skill-based matchmaking. Uh, he wanted our opinions on the perspective of proper average player, Division 5-6. He said he's completed first set of three games in the new cup mode, lost 7-0, 6-1, and 6-0. Played Division 1 or Elite players every time. Please tell me how that's fair. Um, it's a really good question because he mentions in his message, it's quite a lengthy message, but he mentions how we we always talk about how we're not the best players, we're not elite. So, I mean, I've, I've hit elite a few times, but I don't consider myself an elite player. But maybe we're better than we give ourselves credit for. But we often forget that there's other people who aren't necessarily at the level that we are at. And it makes you wonder, is skill-based matchmaking or the lack of skill-based matchmaking in friendlies an issue for players who are in Division 5 and 6? Matt, what do you think about it? I mean... In my opinion, skill-based matchmaking should be for competitive modes. It should be random in friendlies. It should be. And you hate to hear about it when this happens to people in Division 5 and 6 and just getting slapped three games in a row. I can really see how that would put them off from wanting to play the game. 
yeah, it's a kind of sucky situation because, like you say, Hunter, if we're not like to the the purest of the criteria elites, but we're experienced, so we have a good amount of success in our own right. That said, every now and then I will come up against a team that's just the perfect foil for how I set up and I will get bitch slapped occasionally. Yeah, it happens. It happens to everyone. Same thing will happen to you. You might sometimes come up against a player who um, statistically and performatively speaking is much better than you, but you just counter them perfectly or they, they just can't handle your style and you get a win where most other people would fail. And I guess that's kind of reflects onto football in real life as well. Not that I want to get into that, but it happens from time to time, right? That said, this guy who's who's posed the question, he's having a really bad experience because he's played three games in a row and you know, most people's time is precious, so it's unfortunate when that happens, but it's the only fair way to do a non competitive game mode is to make the, the matchmaking completely random, right? I think we should just have random matchmaking across the board, apart from a, a very dedicated mode that people want to test themselves against the very best, which should be foot champs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um if it was a skill based matchmaking scenario, this particular person would come up against players who are exactly equal to his capability and he still might not win. It could be a very close, drawn-out thing, and that's what it should be most of the time if you are um, put up against players with a similar skill set or experience set. The game, every game should be very close, whether you, you win or lose, and you, you still might not enjoy it and you're certainly not guaranteed to win anything. And it's very rare EA are going to put you in a situation where you're going to get a gimme win over anybody. Um, so it's just a case of... Keep trying. At some point, you are going to get an opponent who you can probably cope with more uh, more comfortably. And you know, the more that you play the game, the more experience you build, you'll be able to cope with a better range of opponents more often than not. But I don't think we're in a situation where we want to make friendlies more skill-based to be honest. I just think it's very unfortunate that in this very short sample size that this guy's looking at, that he's had a very bad run. And that's super unfortunate. I can totally get why he's pissed off. But that is not what's going to happen for the majority of people or for himself the majority of the time. So just just keep at it. And if you need help with how to develop your game, get into our community, speak to people in the Discord, get trading tips, get tactics tips, whatever you need, or just a bit more practice, and I'm sure your results will turn around. Yeah, and I'd be curious to see what the numbers would be. You know, that's something EA would really need to look at as far as people in lower divisions, how many games are they having to play relative to those in higher divisions and tweak the results. But maybe if they wanted to to divvy it up into thirds. So, you know, the bottom third plays bottom third, middle third, you know, so on and so forth. But I like the random aspect of it. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, when I don't play a lot of friendlies, but when I have played friendlies, it does seem quite random. Sometimes I'll get spanked. Other times I'll be the one giving someone the right fucking. And then other <laughs> times it'll just be a long drawn out shitty draw. Um, but yeah, it does seem quite random and it, you know, it is a short, a small sample size and it's three games, but if this is his regular, every time he plays friendlies, he's having this experience, 
that's not right. You should not be going into games and be getting battered all the time. It's not it's not fun. A right fucking. Yeah, you know, nobody wants a good fucking all the time. It it just becomes annoying. Do you know what I mean? And uncomfortable. Yeah. Another thing I'll mention too though with this specific game mode with that being a limited amount of games you can play, naturally people are going to play more sweaty. I mean, you're going to have more competitive play styles in there. You're not going to have your standard friends where you can just spam, you know, 10 depth, constant pressure, yeah. fast build up, long ball, you know, whatever. Um, so keep that in mind when you're playing these games, treat it like a, a champs game or treat it, treat it like a qualifier because that's how they're going to be playing it. So yeah, if you play aggressive, you'll probably pay the price. That's, that's yeah. one thing I'll say. Yeah, I've noticed that in these games where it's limited amount of games for packs, people go all out like it's weekend league. It's not like a, a swaps game where people are just going all out to play a golden goal and just what, you know, they don't give a shit if you score in the first minute. They don't care. They're just going full pressure all out. It's not that. It's people defending like their lives depend on it because they want to get a rare gold pack. Woohoo. Exactly. So, before we go, I mean, that's, this is pretty much wraps us up. I just wanted to share a little nugget. I turned my messages back on just out of curiosity, just to see the amount of toxicity that exists in this community. And holy shit. I turn notifications off and I check them after game. So after I'll play FIFA for like an hour and a half, two hours, I'll go check my messages. It's, it's rotten, dude. It is so rotten. The amount of, of, of messages and abuse and like just people just expect you to quit every game as soon as they score, whether it be friendlies, rivals, champs, whatever. I just, I don't understand this community. Like I've never seen so many people not want to play the game, but play at the same time. Yeah. It blows my mind. And I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, we, we talked about starting a new segment where we collect DMs and, and start sharing some of the most ridiculous. DMs. Yeah. And we're still compiling that list and we're going to get onto that probably in a, in a week or two. But I just wanted to, to let you guys know that, that project has started. I love messages. It's one of my, you know, it's one of my favorite pastimes responding to Toxic little fuckers who message me on um, Xbox. It, it, I find it entertaining. Like it's a, it almost makes me feel. It makes me feel good about myself as well. Because I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, like that person has just sent me that message. I must be like, I must be. I'm out to take the moral high ground. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Or sometimes I just reply your mum. <laughs> And leave it at that. That's my that's my standard. Like somebody says something really horrible and abusive, I'll just put your mum, and that's it. That's like my basic standard response. What if they report you for offensive content? Oh, I don't care, hmm. really. And it's not offensive, is it? You know, I'm just saying the mum, the racist ones, and all that. I I report those fuckers and get them banned. But if it's just yeah. general trying to be funny. In a toxic way, I don't mind those ones. Mm. Don't send me fucking loads of them, though. Well, before we go, I'll share this one just to get <laughs> this campaign started. I was playing foot champs. It's zero zero. Guy paused three times. So I was like, let me check my messages. Sure enough. Yo, what's up, bro? I like the team. It's really nice. Can you let me win, man? I need this for rewards, bro. It would help a lot. Please, man. Please. Will you let me win? Yes or no? 
and then he rage quits at zero zero in a champs game when he needed it for rewards. This makes no sense to me. Can someone explain this? I think no. it's just kids in it. Do you know what I mean? A lot of I it guess. must be kids. And afterwards, he messages me, get off the game, dog. You play it for life. What? <laughs> that just hit what? a nerve, didn't it, Hunter? Yeah. The fact that uh, he said you play it for life, it just hit a nerve. You were like, yeah, okay. I L-Y-F-E, by the way. L-Y-F-E. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. I mean, this is the one thing that I wish you guys had brought up with Dr. Lemke that you didn't, because I think it's it says a lot about people in terms of ego and their addiction to packs in general, that they think this kind of behavior is warranted. Yeah. Like that, that is the behavior of like a drug addict. Yeah. Like that's what I associate with someone who's addicted to crack cocaine. It's super desperate. And I like getting them and I rarely respond to them. <laughs> but the amount of time that I get people accusing me of playing five at the back when I never do is hilarious yeah. just because I'm good defensively. It's just... Yeah, it's funny. And I look forward to us doing more of a segment on this because I think it's something we all experience from time to time. It'll be interesting to get our community's takes on these because I'm sure they get loads of them too. And it, you know, you, you know when you, you get conversations of this like and you say, oh, the, the FIFA community or the LBGTQ plus community, there's no fucking community. This is just a bunch of people who have the same interest, but there's no community going on whatsoever. Everyone's out for themselves. It's dog eat dog. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's a shit house like at the end of the day. There's no community. The FIFA population. Yeah. Okay. Well, just keep that in mind as you go throughout your week. And if anybody out there listening has a good one to share with us, please do join the Discord, drop it in the, the general chat, send it to me in the DM, something, because I think this can be really, really interesting. And um, hell, it's it's comedic to me. It's it's entertainment to read this kind of stuff and yeah. just show how ridiculous people can be. Uh, just don't be that guy. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, that's going to wrap us up, though. Paul, where can they find you on social media? Right foot on Twitter and Twitch. Rarely on Twitch. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right fucking foot. Mets. At Lambo Matt on Twitter, or I float around Discord every now and then. All right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Footballers Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter. And that's going to wrap us up. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again. See ya. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.